All right, turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. We only have a few passages left in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, but of course, they're, uh, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but they're, they're interrupted by uh, some of our men preaching and some different things that we have on Sunday night. So it seems like it's taken us a little while to get through this. Um, and we'll finish this up fairly soon over the next uh, few weeks, maybe, maybe over the next month or two, depending on, on everything that comes up in between now and then. But uh, this is one of the more familiar verses in the Bible. Uh, most of us probably memorized it at some point when we were in Sunday school or maybe a vacation Bible school or something like that. It's justifiably famous even beyond the realm of Christianity. There's many in the world who know this verse. James chapter 2 and verse number 8 calls it the royal law. Um, society calls it the golden rule. We're familiar with the basic tenets, the basic construct of this verse. I'm to treat people how I want to be treated. Jesus worded it this way in Matthew chapter 7 and verse number 12, therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. And pretty much with all of these messages, it's kind of a teaching slash preaching type thing because there's a lot to be explained in what Jesus is teaching, but there's a lot that we can be convicted about in what Jesus is teaching too. And I think that's kind of the same thing that we'll be doing tonight. So let me give you a few statements on our text tonight, and let's look at the golden rule. Let's pray, and then we'll look at a few points here. Father, we love you. Again, we thank you so much for how good you are to us. I thank you for everything that we need being given to us in the Word of God. And God, I pray that you'd help our hearts to be open to these things. And that uh, if there is something that we need to change in the way that we act and our behavior, that we change those things for your glory, for your sake. I pray that you bless our service tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. The first thing I want you to see is the context of the golden rule. We're going to look at a couple different passages tonight, but we're going to be pretty much staying in this passage. I kind of want to explain a decent number of things and then make an application tonight. But the opening word, therefore... And I know you've heard somebody say this before, and probably many times, and sometimes it gets annoying when people say that, but when you see the word therefore, you need to stop and look what it's there for, because obviously it's a follow-up to something else that's leading up to that passage. There wouldn't, he wouldn't say therefore all things whatsoever you desire if he wasn't referring to something else that was in the previous passage. And so uh, if we, we have to go back and look at Jesus' statements, I'm judging Matthew chapter 7 begins that way, judge not that ye be not judged. We, we spent some time on that, and then he moves into talking about ask and it shall be given you, but that's all kind of a continuation of the same thing. Remember what he said, with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged, and with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. In other words, treat people how you want to be treated. And that's exactly what this is. Uh, they, since this is true, then, with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged, then this is the obvious follow-up to that. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men do unto you, do ye so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. They'll return to you what you first give to them. Patch the pirate is, uh, which sadly, uh, uh, he has, um, um, he's gotten dementia. Here, I'm trying to think of the word. He's got dementia. And uh, it's sad to see somebody that's done so much with, those, with the things that he did to, to kind of end up this way. Uh, but I'm telling you, when you listen to Patch the Pirate, and we grew up listening to Patch the Pirate, and, and just you know, had a lot of those things memorized almost word for word from beginning to end. There's so much in there that as a kid you don't understand, but when you go back and now we listen to them because the kids are listening to them, and you hear some of those things and you're thinking, 
wow, I never realized that before, but that's actually genius, you know? And one of those things, he, he had one called Patch the Pirate Goes Down Under, and it's, it's, he goes down to Australia. And one of the principles in that Patch the Pirate story is the fact that when you throw a boomerang, it's always going to come back to you. And the whole principle of the entire story in this Patch the Pirate was that and there's a boomerang song in there. The boomerang's going to come back, going to come back, going to come back to you, right? Whatever you give out is going to come back. And it's a great principle. And, and, of course, they use a lot of funny illustrations and stories and all kinds of stuff within there. But if you allow God to flow through you toward others, then that love is going to be multiplied in return. And the opposite of that is also true. If you send hatred, if you send bitterness, if you send lying and any number of things their way, then don't be surprised when you are later overwhelmed with those exact same things. Because that's the way this principle works. You give to others what you want to have given back to you. So that's the context of the golden rule. But secondly, we see the breadth of the golden rule. He says, therefore, all things whatsoever. There's not a single thought. There's not a single action on my part directed toward another human being that is exempt from this law. All things whatsoever, he says. We certainly could list plenty of examples, but I, I'm afraid that that would kind of dilute the intended meaning. Everything that we do, everything that we do or think towards others is under consideration here. Which brings us then to the third point, the want of the golden rule. An old preacher said, it's not right to want what you won't give. It's not right to want what you won't give. In other words, the golden rule speaks of what you would that men should do to you. If you wish to have it, then you ought to give it. And boy, there's so many things that we could talk about. I made a list of some of the things. Do you want to be treated fairly by your employer? Then you ought to treat your employer fairly. Do you want to be deeply loved by your husband or by your wife? Then you ought to deeply love them. Do you want to be paid gratitude for services that you've given to somebody else? Do you want to be taught without being belittled? Do you want to be welcomed warmly? Do you want to be drawn deeply into the heart of a friend? Do you want to be forgiven when you make a mistake? Do you want to be, uh, do you want, to, you want extended patience when you're struggling? I mean, we could list things night, uh, for the rest of the night, but whatever it is that you want, you should be willing to give those things first and in return. What do you want out of your marriage? Whatever it is that you want out of your marriage, you ought to be giving it. What do you want out of your kids? What do you want out of your work? What do you want out of your school? What do you want out of your government? What do you want out of your friends? Whatever those things are, you ought to be willing to give those and more to them. The practical questions that this passage provokes are really endless. I mean, there's so many questions that we can ask, and they're riveting, but the approach can be summed up in the sentence from that old preacher. It's not right to want what you won't give. Which brings us then to the last point tonight, and we're going to take a couple minutes on this. I want you to turn to a few passages with me. We're not going to spend a long time, but turn over to Ecclesiastes chapter 12. The fourth thing is that the golden rule sums up the human point of the Bible. The golden rule sums up the human point of the Bible. I really like the statements of the Bible that speak broadly and explain the whole point. And we have several examples of that. Solomon does that in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, and obviously the last book that he penned. In verse number 13, he says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. He sums everything up that he's talking about in Ecclesiastes in this one verse. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. He sums everything up, the whole 
point of us being humans is summed up in that verse. There's another one. Micah, Micah gives us another example in the Old Testament. Turn over to Micah chapter 6. Fear God, keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. Micah tells us something else along those same lines in Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Sums up the whole human point of the Bible. But perhaps the best example of this is found in Matthew. Turn over to Matthew chapter 22. Just hours before his crucifixion, Jesus is vigorously uh, tangling with a variety of Jewish groups in the temple. Most notably the Pharisees, but he also tangled with the Sadducees and the Zealots and some of these others. Um, and in the course of these conversations, Jesus really would just completely shame and silence his adversaries here that were coming against him. But before then, this interesting discussion in Matthew chapter 22 is recorded in verse number 34. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Now, you've heard that story before. Let me give you a little bit of a backdrop to that and kind of explain what this Pharisee is doing to Jesus. The Pharisees had codified the Torah into 248 specific commandments and 365 specific prohibitions, things that they were commanded to do, things that they were commanded not to do. And so that made 613 precepts that were imposed upon those who claimed to be Pharisees, those who claimed to be followers of the law. What happened is many times keeping one of them seemed to bring that into conflict with another. And so because of that, that basically required that they took all 613 of those precepts and put them in the order of which one is more important. Because if you were to follow this one, it would break this one. So is it more important to break this one or break this one? So they had to put those things all in order from 1 to 613 in order of importance. And of course, that led to a lot of bickering and fighting and just very, obviously, pharisaical things, things that you would think exactly the Pharisees would do. But that led to a lot of hair splitting, a lot of, well, no, six. this one should be 596, and that one should be 597. No, those two should be switched. And, and obviously, you see where that goes with that, and they loved it. That was the kind of stuff that they spent their time doing in the temple, arguing over which one was more important. And this lawyer had just pushed Jesus right into the middle of this debate because he asks him that question. Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Which one would you put at number one? And Jesus, in verse 37, said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Jesus' answer here perfectly sums up man's two main responsibilities toward God and toward his fellow man. And when we say that the golden rule sums up the human point of the Bible, in both cases, love is the linchpin in all these things. Love God, love your neighbor. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and in a different passage, he includes your strength. But then he says you ought to love your neighbor the way that you love yourself. It's the second one, our responsibility toward our fellow man that Jesus has in view in this golden rule. 
Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. In other words, you love them the way that you love yourself. You're not going to cause harm to come to yourself. Look, that's the basic law of human living, right? The law of preservation. You're going to do what you have to do to protect yourself. And that's what Jesus is saying. You're going to do that for yourself. You ought to do that to somebody else. Love others the way that you love yourself. In Matthew chapter 22, Jesus, quoting the Torah in Leviticus 19, said it this way. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That's the same thing that he's saying in Matthew chapter 7. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Turn over to Galatians chapter 5. Paul, I think the greatest of all theologians, joined in when he said this in Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 14. For all the law is filled, fulfilled in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Turn over to James chapter 2, a few pages over. James agreed with Paul. When he said this in James chapter 2 and verse number 8, If ye fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. What a tremendous way to sum everything up. Love others the way that you love yourself. According to Moses, James, Paul, and Jesus, the entire point of the law as it bears in our human relationships is that we are to treat people the way that we want to be treated. And it doesn't matter how much else of God's law that you follow in relation to other people. If you miss this, then you've missed the entire point. And we spend a lot of time talking about this, especially in Matthew chapter 5 and even into Matthew chapter 6 with the Pharisees. The whole point of the law was not so that you could follow these things to the letter. Jesus is after your heart. And if he has your heart, then, it, then all of those other things in the law will fill, fill themselves in. Right. right? And the Pharisees missed the entire point of the law. Over and over and over again, and Jesus had to set them straight on one thing after another. If an employer pays his employees honestly and strictly what's owed to them, but meanwhile he works them to death, he's missing the whole point of the law. Same thing with a wife. If she is conscientiously striving to, to obey her husband in everything, but treats him with coldness and distance while she's doing it, then she's missed the entire point. Same is true of a husband in the way that he treats his wife. You can fulfill your duty, but miss the whole point of what Jesus is saying here. Same thing with a pastor. If a pastor fulfills every scriptural uh, qualification, every scriptural requirement that we see in Titus and that we see in 1 Timothy chapter 3, but he doesn't genuinely love his people, then he's missed the entire point of the law. Child obeys his parents to, to every detail, but inwardly they have this attitude and this, this disdain for authority and for the leadership that's in their life. They can follow this thing to a T, but they've missed the whole point of the law. Please, don't tell me how much you read the Bible. Don't tell me how much you give to missions. Don't tell me how many souls you've won to Christ or how many church services you attend, how much theology you understand. You can't tell me how separated your lifestyle is if you don't at the same time love your neighbors and treat them the way that you want to be treated. How many times does Jesus have to say it, and Paul, and James, and others, that this is one of the laws, the law, the law of human relationships. Love others the way that you love yourself. That's the entire point of the law as it, as it, as it pertains to our interpersonal 
relationships. Even the lost world respects Jesus' golden rule. But they just assume that it's just kind of a rephrasing of statements by other so-called great men that preceded him. There's so many others. Hillel, he was an influential Jewish rabbi that lived 100 years before Christ. He said this in his writings, Do not do to thy neighbor what is hateful to thyself. Socrates, the Greek philosopher, lived 400 years before Jesus Christ, said this in his writings, What stirs you to anger when done to you by others, that do not to others. Confucius, another one. The Chinese sage lived 500 years before Jesus Christ, said this in his writings, what you do not want done to yourself, do not do to others. And that doesn't sound too bad until you realize that it's nothing more than an attempt to to replace Socrates and Confucius with Jesus and, and kind of put them on the same level. His golden rule is different from all of these other so-called golden rules. Their prescriptions were all negative. Do not do whatever. Do not do what you don't want done. Jesus' instruction is positive. Do to them what you want done to yourself. Jesus is exactly the opposite of the way that, don't do it if you don't want it done to you. Jesus is saying, no, go do what you want to have done to you. That is, look, love is an action. Love is an action. Oh, if you don't want it done to you, then don't do it to somebody else. In other words, just be inactive about it. Be passive about it. That's what all of those men said. Jesus said, no, you be proactive about it. If that's something that in your mind you think, I want that done to me, then you go do that for somebody else. That's what love is. And so love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. That's our relationship with God. But our relationship with others is not just, well, if you don't think they would like it, then don't do it to them. No, if you think they would like it, you go do it to them. That's what active loving your neighbor is all about. The best the world had to offer, Hillel, Socrates, Confucius, from three different empires, from three different ages, in essence, they said, don't hate each other. Jesus came along and he changed all that. He said, love each other. There's a big difference. What do you want this week? Give it away. What do you want others to do to you? Do it to them. You want to find patience? You want to find love? You want to find compassion, understanding, pity? Do you want to find all of those things? And give it away. Love somebody around you this week. That's what Jesus is telling us to do. Not just don't hate them. Not just don't be mean. But love them. If you think it's something that you would like to have done to you, then you go do it to them. You want somebody to be your friend. You go be a friend to somebody. You would want somebody to tell you how to find Christ. Go tell them. You would want somebody to be a shoulder that you can cry on. Be a shoulder that they can cry on. You want somebody to understand you. Do your best to understand them. That's what love is all about. The golden rule, the essence of our responsibility towards each other. The golden rule is at the heart of the law, and it has to be at the heart of our religious conduct, the way that we behave, the way that we act in our interpersonal relationships. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. This is, he says, all the law and the prophets. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others you'd have them do unto you. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Again, we thank you so much for 
everything that we're given in the word of God. What a tremendous principle. Not just don't hate them. Not just be nice to them so they'll be nice to you. But love them. Love them. Do what we want to have done to us. What a tremendous, tremendous principle. Thank you so much that we have that in the word of God. I pray that you'd help each of us to be what we should be. God, our responsibility toward a dying, lost world is to lead them to Jesus Christ. I pray that you'd help us to love them the way that you do. Our responsibility toward each other in this church is to love them the way that you do. I pray that you'd help us to do that. And God, where we fall short, I pray that you'd forgive us. And if we need that forgiveness from you tonight, I pray that each one of us would seek that and that we do our best with your help to love others the way that you love us. Thank you for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would, stand at your seats with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. As the piano plays, the invitation is open. You can come.